Welcome to church this morning, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Happy Good Friday. Uh, it is the day that we celebrate. <laughs> I've just realised that I didn't grab the clicker. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. Thank you. I forgot I had a PowerPoint. All right, well, we're going to get straight into it. Matthew 26, 26 to 28. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I doubt there's too many people, regardless of your beliefs, that would have no understanding of what Easter is all about. There's, there's been movies, Passions of the Christ. I was surprised not to see that on TV last night, actually. It normally is. Was it on last night? Tonight, maybe? Anyway. There wouldn't be too many people who don't know the story of Easter. I was really pleased to see, actually, through the week, there were some ads on TV that I remember from my childhood about Easter, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were made in the 80s, about the meaning of Easter and that Jesus died on the cross. They were very specific as well and said that at 3 o'clock on Friday he was died on the cross. So this is one of those times in our Christianity where the story of Christ is much bigger than just within our four walls. Most people, I would say, whether you believe or not, would understand the story of Easter but as I was preparing, I was, the thought had come into my head about what's so good about Good Friday? What's so good about Good Friday? And I think the more that I've matured in my relationship with God, that's not to say that I am mature, but as a journey of maturing in my relationship with God, I've come to realise more and more how undeserving I am of the story of Easter. I've come to accept and realise that actually I'm really unworthy. I'm unworthy of his love, of his forgiveness, of his grace and his mercy because I am human, like all of us. I'm a sinner. I don't want to alarm anyone. And I'm not saying this lightly just to, you know, as one of those things you say up here to try and bring everyone together. I'm a sinner. I sin. I have sin in my life. I'm no different to anyone else. And I'm not sure if God has varying degrees of sin. But if you knew my sin, you might also think that I'd be unworthy to be up here too. And that's the truth. But that's why the story of Easter is so important. And in fact, 
I would say that the story of Easter, Good Friday, the thing that we remember that happened on this day in the life of Jesus is almost the most important thing for us to understand in having an amazing, fruitful, active relationship with God. It's, it's hard. I have found it hard to be honest enough with myself to say that I am unworthy of God's love. And I think that at some point, maybe all of us either have or will have that realisation in our lives. But I don't say that to be sombre. In fact, it's the most amazing gift that I think we can have in our relationship with God is to realise that no matter how undeserving we are, it still happened. And I think to understand the story of today, I just want to take us back a little bit. It's going Old Testament, Leviticus. Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of a creature... And that word creature actually means all of us, not just animals. The life of a creature is in the blood, and I, being God, have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. In the Old Testament, this is how you were able to have a relationship with God. It was the, the blood of animals spread across the altar of God that atone for our sins. That word atonement means to purchase or to make right, to do right, I guess. Atonement is the thing that makes us right with God. It's like, if I can give you a current day example, anyone ever been caught speeding? I have. <laughs> Anyone ever received a fine for being caught speeding? That was the fine is the penalty for our speeding. And how do we atone for that? You pay for the fine. Begrudgingly and painfully, you pay for it with your hard-earned money. That is atonement in a very simple form. You do the wrong thing, you get caught for doing the wrong thing. You, the penalty is to pay the fine and you pay it. That is atonement. So when Jesus says, this is my blood at the Last Supper, this is my blood of the covenant. The covenant is an agreement between, generally between two parties, but this is my agreement with you. This is my blood of the agreement which is poured out on the altar for many for the forgiveness of sins. This is a reference back to the Old Testament and Leviticus. This is what happened at the cross. Jesus poured out his blood on the altar for the forgiveness of our sins. You with me so far? He came to be the sacrifice and the atonement for our life. 
here's a thought for you that I had while I was reading my Bible. We spend a lot of time talking about the Gospels, which we should. And we spend a lot of time talking about the ministry of Jesus for three years that he walked on this earth and did miracles and amazing things. And those things are amazing. They are miracles. They are true. But the thing that dawned on me, may have dawned on you earlier, but Jesus did not come to have a ministry on earth. Jesus didn't come to physically heal the sick. He didn't come to make people walk again after being crippled their whole life. He didn't actually come to have a ministry on earth. Now, he did. He did that because he is compassionate and because he loves and because his, his, his being, who he is, compelled him to want to help people and to fix them and to heal them and to raise them from the dead. He felt compassion. With, when Lazarus was dying, Jesus wept, right? He wept. He cried. He felt grief. He raised him from the dead. Not because that was why he was on this earth, but because he loved and he had compassion and empathy. Jesus came Jesus came to die on a cross. Jesus came so that his blood could be shed for us. That's why he came. And it brings me back to my original thought. And that is that I am so unworthy of the act of somebody giving their life for the sake of mine. I am not worthy. It is not something that we would ever ask of each other. But yet Jesus came to this earth so that his life would be a, a payment for ours, for our eternal salvation. He came so that we would be made right with God, so that we would be justified. And Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't put this up there today, but it doesn't feel right not having a Greek word. Justified, the Greek word is dikeo. Dikeo, thank you, Mary. Justified means to, from a legal perspective, to be found not guilty, to be cleared, to be justified, to be made right. We are justified by faith so that we can have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're justified by faith, not by being justified. Justified by faith. And I know you all know this, John 3.16, let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Most people know that scripture too. 
For God so loved the world, every one of us, each and every one of us here, that God loved us so much that he gave Jesus, his only son, to suffer a death that was only fit for criminals, for the worst of sinners, so that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. That is the message of Easter. That is what we remember today. That through his death, through the spilling of his blood, through his atonement, we are justified, we are made right with God and we are accepted through faith alone. Faith alone. And you know, when you read through the story, I don't have it up on the, um, on the, the screen, when you read through the scriptures, the gospels of the Easter story, there was a couple of things that really, really stood out to me when I was reading it. Things that actually had never stood out to me before. Things that seem so obvious when you look at the context of what we're talking about now. Things that seem so, so blatantly obvious that it's almost laughable. Who knows the name of the person that was supposed to be crucified but was let uh, swapped out by uh, Pontius Pilate? Barabbas. Good job, Sammy. Some translations actually have his name as Jesus Barabbas. But it's a bit contentious, so we'll just call him Barabbas. Do you know what Barabbas means? Well, Barabbas is this man's name. <laughs> but when you break that up into Bar and Abbas, it's actually an Aramaic term. Now, in the olden days when you were describing people, you would say that Jack bar Ben. Jack is the son of Ben. That is what bar means. Right? Jack bar Ben. Everyone got that? So bar means son of. What is what is who does Jesus cry out to on the cross? Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Abba means Father. So, it's, it's so simple, it's almost laughable. The person that was supposed to die on the cross that day was a guy by the name of Barabbas, whose name translates into Son of the Father. And... They take Jesus to Pilate, they swap him out and they say crucify him. So Jesus takes the place of the son of the father on the cross that day. Now who are we? We are all sons and daughters of the father. We, we are sons and daughters of the father. Jesus took our place on the cross for us. You know what else seems so obvious to me in that story that it, it that it's it, it depending on how you look at it, it is almost laughable. 
At the end, when Pilate realises that he can't save Jesus because he is trying to save him, he says to, he says to them, okay, I'm washing my hands of his blood, let it be on you. And what does the crowd say? Anyone? Let his blood be on us and our children. <laughs> I mean, these people have just shouted to crucify him. And he's going to die at their hands. And they say, quite prophetically, let his blood be on us and our children. And Jesus said the night before, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let his blood, let his blood be on us and our children. And little did they know that when he hung on that cross and he said, it is done, it was done. His blood was on them and their children and on us and our children forever and ever. Amen. If we could um, pass out the communion cups and ask the musos to come up. You know, I said at the beginning, what's so good about Good Friday? You know, if you look at it from an external perspective and you watch Passions of the Christ, you, you might be, um, you would be forgiven for thinking the same thing, that actually Good Friday is a horrible day. Jesus suffered horrendously. And for the sake of the children in the room, I won't go into the details of what he went through. But he suffered physically, emotionally, mentally, he suffered. So if you think about that, then today is not a good day. Today is not Good Friday. But when you remember, as Jesus asked us to do when he had communion with his disciples, he said, do this in remembrance of me. When you remember that it was actually part of the plan for whatever reason, what he went through that day was part of God's plan. And when that plan is fulfilled, what that actually means for us, good is not a strong enough word to describe how amazing Good Friday is for us that believe, for those of us that have faith in Jesus that Jesus was the Son of God who came to earth to hang on that cross in place of the, the sons and daughters of the Father. It is the best possible news. And you know, honestly, I held it together pretty good today. But when I was preparing and I was thinking about how unworthy I am, I can't help but get emotional. I can't help 
but be emotional at how unworthy I am. But I'm not emotional because I'm sad and I feel, I feel sorry for myself. I'm emotional because he loves us. He loves me so much that in spite, in spite of my sin, in spite of my failures, in spite of my shortcomings, in spite of the amount of people that I've upset, in spite of the, you know, all of the other things that have happened in my life, in spite of all of that, it still happened. And I have the ability to come forward and say in faith that I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and He hung on that cross for me. For me. If Ben came to me today and said, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go through this, I'm going to die for you, I would not allow that. I could not live with myself knowing that someone I know and love had given their life for me. But that is what we celebrate on Easter. We can do nothing but have reverence and love for our King, our Father, who loves us so much in spite of who we are. And here's the, here's the thing. We're not justified. We're not made right by God, by being right. We're not justified because we are justified. We're not, we're not made right by God because we are right as people. That is actually not the case. We, or should I say you, as we all are, are, are not justified because you're a good person. You might be, and that's great. But you're justified because he died in your place. It's got nothing to do with anything we could ever do. There is a, there, there is a whole theology based around faith alone through um, Martin Luther, sola fide, faith alone. Through faith in Jesus is the only way to accept the love of the Father. Not through works so that we can boast, but by faith. It's incredible. It's unfathomable. It's hard for us in our human minds to accept and understand the depth and breadth of the love that our Father had for us to go through these steps so that we can have eternal life with Him. So as we sing this song you've got communion in your hands I'm going to ask you to take communion whenever you feel ready to take it through this song but I would ask you to remember as Jesus asked us to remember him I would ask you to remember that you are worthy that you are loved that you matter no matter what circumstances you're in in life that you are worthy so worthy
not because we're good, but because he, he is good. I'm just going to pray before we start this song. Father, our Father, in fact, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, power and glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. Father, we just thank you that you gave your son for us. We thank you that you made a way, one way, a final way, through the blood of Jesus, that we are right with you. Not because we are right, but because you make us right. And I just pray for revelation and understanding in all of our lives of how great your love and your mercy is, no matter how unworthy we are or feel, that that never changes. I just pray, Lord, that you amplify that in our lives and our hearts, that we know we're accepted, that we know we're loved, that you paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.